like to say uh, thankful to be in the Lord's house again this morning and as always we're thankful for everybody that made an effort to be here and uh, appreciate our children singing for us this morning and uh, um, we're just uh, looking forward to having a great day in the Lord and just uh, we're confident the Lord will pass by this morning and uh, we just pray that everybody would just uh, be in a spot where the Lord could use us and do what he asked of us this morning and just have the, the service and uh, be able to feel his spirit today. But I'm going to ask Brother Chris to dismiss his Sunday school. Appreciate being in God's house this morning. My crowd's down a little bit, but uh, I'm like I'm like Ryan. I'm I'm looking I'm looking for a good service this morning. Uh, the Bible said where two or three come together in His name, He said there I am. And uh, so the, the only the only ingredient that we need for a good service is for the Lord to be there. And uh, our lesson this morning's in the eighth chapter of the book of Matthew, and it's just this this lesson just five verses long. Uh, as far as verses are concerned it's kind of a short one but uh, let me uh, it starts at the 23rd verse and when he was entered into a ship his disciples followed him and uh, I thought on on that, just on that verse right there. Uh, it's our job. A, a disciple is a follower. That's what one of the definitions. And uh, so, 
every one of us that's been saved are disciples of Christ. And uh, we're supposed to be followers. And uh, so wherever he leads, that's where we ought to be. If, uh, and now, I know this, is, this lesson's about getting them out of danger from a natural standpoint, but it don't always work that way. And, and God's the only one, God's the one that controls that. Uh, I thought about uh, Stephen. Went, and you can read that in the book of Acts. Uh, Stephen was preaching. And, of course, he, he made them all mad. They, he, was, he was preaching Jesus. Made them all mad. They stoned him to death. And God could have changed that around had he wanted to. He could have he could have kept them from throwing a stone at Stephen. But think how much uh, God used that. He took Stephen to heaven in the first place. That got him out of all of his trouble. But people, and now if, if, if it would have just went on and nothing happened to him, maybe he lived to be an old man. Uh, nothing spectacular went on in his life. What what would we preach about Stephen? And the, now this this story has been preached over and over and over uh, about Stephen standing for God in the face of death. And a lot of a lot of God's men, well, according to history, every one of the disciples, except John died a violent death because they stood for God. And they're not the only ones. Uh, I got a, a book on my computer. Uh, and I had, I had the hard copy, but I don't know where it went. The Trail of Blood. And uh, it, it's got listed all down through history by names. People that died for standing for God. Some of them burned at the stake, and all kinds of different deaths they were put through because they wouldn't they wouldn't deny their faith. And uh, and those people, those people, by them standing the way they did, made things a lot easier for us. I believe. And, uh, but God could change, God can change anything he wants to. If, if something, and I believe he does a lot of times. I believe, I believe God, I've said this before, I believe God's blessed me in ways that I, I don't even have any idea. Just changed 
Maybe something that was coming my way got it out of my way. I don't know. I just things I don't. I, but God's God will take care of us. Either either way things goes. One of these days it's going to be my turn to die. Regardless of how I leave here, it it'll be my turn one of these days. And that death's not always a bad thing. We don't want to leave here. And I I have no desire to just lay down and give up the ghost and leave. But it's going to happen. But if we if if we can see the thing right, Paul said it. Paul said it's it's better for me to go be with Christ. But it's better for you if I stay here. And I didn't quote that exactly right, but uh, if we've got a job to do, it's better it's better that we stay here and do our job. But one of these days, our little jobs are going to be over. We're just here for a short time, and when when the time comes, something's going to take us out of here. We're going home to heaven. And that's a far better place to be than here. So you can't, if the way we look at things, death, death's a bad thing, it's a booger, and you know, we don't like to talk about it. But death's not always a bad thing. It's, we got to die to go to heaven. Either that or Jesus come back first. And, uh, so when we leave here, when Stephen, and, and I've thought about this a lot of times, Stephen, when he was being stoned to death, he, he looked steadfastly into heaven and said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And uh, God will take care of us. If you, I believe if you're going through a, a, a real bad thing, God will be there. Jesus will be there. He said, and he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And just speaking, everybody here can speak from experience on that one. He never has. Even, even when I've been wrong, he was there letting me know I was wrong. So he's never, he's never forsaken me. So he, he entered into the ship and the, and the disciples followed him. And it's up to us, wherever, wherever or whatever situation that Jesus leads us into, it's up to us to follow. And uh, Job said that man born of woman is few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. And uh, I can't quote that exactly right. But anyway, man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. And we all, we all know that firsthand too. We've all had our share 
of problems in our life if we've lived very long. And Bobby Wilson preached one time over on Albert Street, said, if you, if you ain't had no trouble, look out, it's coming. Now, there may not be the exact words he used, but that's what he said. And uh, so we, we've got trouble as long as we live in this life. What Jesus come for, Jesus didn't come to get us out of all of our natural problems and make it heaven here on earth. And, and if you listen to some preachers, they'll, they just about say that. But God didn't come to make, make heaven here on earth. He come, the Bible said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In the beginning, in, in Genesis, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then he said he made man in his image. David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. <clears throat> so, in the resurrection, we'll, he'll be finished with his uh, creation. The people that get saved when they get up in the resurrection will be exactly like God intended in the beginning. And uh, God didn't intend for us to live here always. I've heard people say, well, if Adam hadn't never sinned, he would not never died. Uh, God knew Adam was going to sin before he ever put him in the garden. There was never any, never any question about that, I don't think. And I don't, I don't believe God didn't, God made him sin or God didn't do the thing to him that made him sin, but God knew it was going to happen. And, uh, and he had the remedy already, already fixed. The Bible said that Jesus stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Already, the, Zechariah said there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem and part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. The blood of Christ covers all sin. And that's all from the beginning to the end. If anybody ever goes to heaven or ever did go to heaven, they went by the blood of Christ or they didn't go. The Bible said there is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And that don't, there's no exceptions to that. And uh, you read, well, so the, the disciples followed Jesus. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Have you ever, have you ever had a problem, and you're trying to get a hold of God, trying to pray, and it seemed like you couldn't get a hold of nothing to pray with? I've been there a few times. That ain't a good feeling. And uh, 
I guarantee you, though, that he wasn't asleep. The Bible said he don't, he don't never sleep or slumber. Now, he did in the flesh when he lived here. In the flesh, he did. But God don't sleep or slumber. He's awake. and He lives in eternity. He don't have a clock. And it's daytime there all the time. There's no night. God don't sleep. And the Bible said His ears open to our cries. So if we if we can get our hearts where they're supposed to be and call on God, He knows what we're ta- what we're talking about. Now sometimes, sometimes the things that we ask God is things that's not in His will, and it's not going to happen. Did you ever? Did you ever? Pray, pray real hard for somebody to get well that looked like they was dying and it didn't happen. God knows better than we do. And it gets down, it gets down to where it seems like somebody's suffering all the time. They're better off to go to heaven if they've been saved. And... Uh, If you follow Jesus, guaranteed, guaranteed if you follow Jesus, there's going to be some tempest come up in your life. There's going to be some, there's going to be some trouble. Uh, the Bible said, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Uh, people are going to, talk bad about you or bad mouth you one way or another, uh, put you down. And, uh, and like Job said, you're going to have trouble. But ever, and I, I already quoted that scripture, he'll never leave us or forsake us. Ever trouble that I have, God knows more about it than I do. And he's able to handle anything. If he wants if he wants it moved, he can move it. If he wants to give me the strength to be able to handle it, he can do that. And a lot of times I believe I believe our problems, our troubles are for our benefit. Because God knows that Maybe tomorrow there's going to be something a whole lot worse and we're going to need the strength to be able to stand it. That's just one of my thoughts. But God, God in, in everything that happens to us, I believe God's preparing us for something else. When we come to church... Uh, Every, well, I just, I just use something simple as a Sunday school lesson. Every time, every time we study a Sunday school lesson, there's something in there that can be a help to us in the future. Maybe we don't think about it right now, 
But somewhere in the future, God can bring it up, remind us. And he has a lot of times in, for me. And uh, has anybody, anybody got anything? Absolutely. There's a, there's a whole lot of times. There's just a whole lot of times in my life that he could say the same thing to me. Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. Anybody else got anything? And, uh, in, in the sixth chapter of Romans, and I can't quote it, all of it, but uh, part of the verse says, for the grace of God that... No, I was quoting the wrong one. Let me look at it. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And God, when the gospel reaches a person, God deals them enough faith, he gives them enough faith to get saved. Absolutely every one of us get the same measure. God, God's no respecter of persons. He don't, he don't, favor anybody he favors every one of us if you want to get down to that but God don't favor anybody so he, he deals every one of us the same measure of faith then it's up to us if we add to that faith it was up to me when God gave me the measure of faith and it was up to you whether we got saved or not I come to Jesus and he saved me. You come to Jesus and he saved you. So we added, we added to our faith by the works that Jesus done on Calvary. 
Peter said, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity. I don't know if I got them all or not, but he said, if these be in you and abound, they make you neither be barren nor unfruitful. But then it said, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgot that he was ever purged from his old sins. So we got to, when God deals us the measure of faith, we got to add to it, starting with getting saved. And then it's a continual growth till God calls us home. And uh, you don't quit, you don't quit growing. Uh, or you shouldn't. We might we might slack a little bit sometimes and lay down on the Lord a little and, and not study like we ought to and not not come to church like we ought to and then, then we get in a bad place. But uh, we ought we ought to grow in the Lord and in our faith just as long as we live here. Very, very possible. But, but I've often thought, just to go along with what you're saying, and this is just me, I, I've often thought if I hadn't got saved when I was 15 years old, I might not never have because I, I just about didn't come then. I had, I had a lot of pride, and I didn't want nobody to know what kind of shape I was in. And I just about, if Edna hadn't come to me that morning, I'd have probably stood right there and, and still been lost. Maybe. I hope not, but I, I've often thought if I hadn't got saved then, I probably never would have. I don't know. But, yeah, God, God's got it worked out. And, uh, He'll, get, he'll, he'll fix it so every one of us has an equal opportunity. I'll say it that way. That may be the better way to say it. And uh, But when the tempest arises, I'll guarantee you, when you have trouble, Jesus will be there. Do you ever have somebody close, real close to you that you love die? And every one of us have, I know. And the Lord was there. He he always was in my case. So I'm and I don't I don't think he treats anybody any different. He's just as good there to one as he is to the other. And still when when people we love die. It's a pain. It hurts. But what God put down in here, He can He can smooth that over, some way or other. I don't know. I I can't 
you, I ain't got the right words to say how, to, how, it, how it is, but God can take care of you. He can help you. And he does. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. There's a, the scripture over in the book of Mark, the 38th, uh, the fourth chapter, the 38th verse says, and this is talking about Jesus, it said, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake, they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now he was said, said a little different, but carest thou not that we perish? Now Jesus cares, God cares about everything that happens to you or me in our life. Absolutely. If we're, if I believe if we're having, if we're in trouble, uh, God knows about it. And he, he does what he can to help us through that or help us if we need help. But then there's times, like I was talking about Stephen, there's times that it's, it's not in God's will. It's time for us to move on. Or maybe, maybe through our trouble. When we have, have, have you ever known anybody that had cancer or something was in the hospital and, and, uh, they was a real big witness for God because of the sickness they had. Because they were still, they were still testifying about the saving grace of God even though they looked like they was in real bad shape. And I believe God allows, now I don't, I, I don't know that God actually gives us those diseases but I, I believe he allows those things to happen for that very purpose, for that very reason. That we can be a light to the people that he wants us to be a light to. We can convince maybe somebody to come to church and they get saved. And that's, that's what, that's why we're here as a church to be a light to the world. And we don't, we have a kind of a hard time, I don't know if I can say this right or not, we have kind of a hard time doing that in church on Sunday morning. I mean, we got a few people that comes to church that's not saved, we can, we can reach them, and, and maybe on the internet people watch it, and we might can reach a few of them, but there's a lot of people that don't come to church and they don't watch the church on the internet and we're the only light they've got. So if we come in contact with them wherever we work, we ought to live the very cleanest life we can in front of them. And if God gives us something to say to them, say it with, with everything God will give you to do it with. But first of all, we gotta, 
we got to live just as clean as we can in front of them so that the words that come out of our mouth will be backed up by the way we live. It don't do a bit of good to invite somebody to come to church and tell them they need Jesus if we're living like the devil. So we need to, first of all, be Christians. And then try to help our people. But he careth thou not that we perish. It don't matter. Now, Jesus, Jesus calmed the winds and the sea, and they didn't drown that day. But I talked about it a while ago, according to history, all of them except John died a violent death. Jesus didn't stop that. He could have. When James was put to death by the sword, that's in the Bible now. He could have stopped that. But it was time for James to go to heaven. And it don't matter how we get there, as far as this flesh is concerned. God's going to change this thing and make it perfect and ready for heaven. There's a, the Bible said we have a hope in the flesh. There's hope in this body. It's going to raise in the likeness of Christ and be perfect. But uh, down here we're going to run into trouble. We're going to die one way or another. And uh, sometimes we question why things happen the way they do. God allows things for a purpose, whether we can see it or not. But they awoke him and said, Lord, save us, we perish. Or carest thou not that we perish? He cured. He cured enough that we that we don't perish. That he became a man like us and come out of heaven and took our sin to his cross and bled and died that we could have salvation. That's how much he cared for us. That's how much he cares for us. That don't mean he's going to keep us from getting sick all the time or going to stop everything from happening to us sometime or other. Something's going to claim every one of us. We're going to leave you. But guaranteed, if you've been saved by the grace of God, the angels will take you over on the other side and be far better than anything we've ever even imagined down here. I have not seen, heard, not heard, neither entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So it's beyond our imagination. But God promised it. I believe it. I, I know it. If God said it, I know it. And uh, so God's got the God's got the very best for us 
while we live here. That don't mean we ain't going to have trouble. But even through all of our trouble, we can enjoy what God put down on the inside through all of our troubles. And we can, we can take our troubles to Him. And He'll listen. And He'll help us. If, if He don't take the trouble away, He'll help us to get through it. Help us with whatever we need. So he cared, he cared that we perish, but this body, this body here wasn't made to live forever. But God does care what happens to us. If you're suffering, God, God cares. When we have a problem, we need to do like the disciples did, take it to Jesus. And he saith unto them, why, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Now, a lot of times, a lot of times, and I've, I've been there, I guess everybody has, been scared a little bit one way or another, wreck a car or something, something on that order, and, and it kind of stir you up, scare you a little bit. And uh, if we live or if we die, what have we got to be afraid of? That's the whole point. But this flesh, is, you can't convince this mind of that. But what have we got to be afraid of? That's the whole point. If you've been saved by the grace of God, Things are far better on the other side than they are here. That don't mean we need to get in a hurry to leave because we got people that need to get saved. But uh, when it comes our time, it'll, like I've heard several people say, be a happy exchange. And uh, So why owe you a little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Jesus can do whatever he wants to do. You can, you can read in the four Gospels, if, not, if, if, if that was all you read, just read the miracles that Jesus done. If, and he can still and still does those miracles. When somebody, when somebody comes to the altar and God saves them, greatest miracle that's ever happened on earth. That's eternal life. He could, I could be sick or something. He could heal that, and he he has it for a lot of people. If you got healed from something, God done it. I don't care how good your doctor was, the healing comes from God. Now, by the same token, I think people ought to go to the doctor when they get sick. And that's that's not 
showing a lack of faith. I believe you ought to have faith in God and still go to your doctor. And uh, do, I believe God wants me to do everything I can to take care of myself. But trust Him. With what I can't do. Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the, the best example, the best example I could give you of that, and I and I go back, I go back to my experience just about every Sunday. But the morning I got saved. When God told me I was lost, it tore me up. I'm sure everybody here can relate to that. It tore me up. But when he saved me, he said, peace be still. His peace come in here, and it's been there ever since. The peace of God passeth understanding. It's, it's beyond understanding. But the peace of God is, 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 if I can say it right, probably one of the greatest gifts that God's given to man is the peace that He put down in here when we got saved. And the joy that goes along with that Beyond telling. But the men marvel, saying, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, if you remember back from studying the Bible back in that time period, most of the, most of the religious people back then, and not all of them, but most of them, thought that the Messiah was going to come and, and defeat the Roman Empire and, and the Jews was going to rule, rule the world. And some of them still think that. And uh, these disciples had a little bit of that in them. They'd been taught that some. And uh, every time Jesus talked about dying or raising from the dead, why they... They wouldn't go along with that. They, they didn't agree with it. They didn't see into it. Maybe he kept it hid from them a little bit. I don't know. But uh, Jesus came to do the job that he done on Calvary. He didn't come to deliver anybody from a natural standpoint, although he does do that. That wasn't the job he come for. The job he come for was to go to Calvary. And I, I can testify firsthand he'd done the very best job possible. Because if that saved me, it can save anybody. And I'm hoping it'll save somebody this morning. I'd like to see... Me and my wife was talking earlier. I'd like to see somebody get saved this morning. 
There's a, in the 91st Psalm, I'm going to read three verses and then I'm done. 91.1 said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So if there's any deliverance at all, it's in Jesus.